This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, that was a fun little Google adventure, Bradley. Thank you for that. uh, Yeah. There's just a lot. There's a lot (laughs) happening. And um, there's just a lot. All right. uh, This is the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. You know, um, a lot of people are coming back to work for the first time in the new year uh, today. A lot of people had a little extra time off. Some people had a lot of time off. And uh, that gave us some time to binge some stuff. Yep. Time Six, on the couch. Exactly. Um, 651-641-1071. What was your holiday binge? Whether it was a TV show, maybe it was a book, maybe it was a food. What did you feast on over the long holidays? Um, <laughs> Excuse me, what? All of the things. Like, yeah, I mean, seriously, I give me a list. I'll take it all. 651-641-1071. And Grant, just tell us when we have uh, callers. Will do. Uh, Bradley, what did you, what did you binge on? You did a lot of reading over the holidays. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, yes, I specifically mysteries. I, I kind of fell back into, I used to have an obsessive compulsive relationship, uh, figuratively speaking with, um, mystery novels like 20 oh years gosh, ago. You probably. actually are my mother. Am I? Oh my gosh. Well, yes. we've it's talked about this before. favorite genre is mysteries. Is it really? Oh yeah. So, um, like 20 years ago, I was obsessed with like, uh, mystery novels and I wanted to just like go back to that little, cause it's such an escape. It is so ludicrous. Like anyway, so, um, I started a new series and it was so, I mean, it's so wonderful. It's like your, you know, your favorite TV show that you can just turn on and like escape. Which series did you start? Um, it's called the Inspector Gamash series. Mm, I'm more familiar with the Inspector Gadget series. <laughs> of no? course you are. No? Okay. <laughs> um, but this uh, Gamash guy, it's basically, here's the thing. It's a small town in Quebec. Ooh. And it's this, like, you get to learn about all of these, like, wonderful people in this town. And together, there's, like, they're affected by, like, these bizarre murders. Like, it's so, like, on, it's fantastical, right? It's like, like Murder, She Wrote. It like, totally is why Murder, is, She Wrote. Why is that small town that Jessica Fletcher in is in always having so many murders? Yeah, like, every time. The crime rate must be very high there. Every time <laughs> Inspector Gamash shows up, like, run the other direction because somebody <laughs> about to die. It's like, don't get on an airplane. But- with Harrison Ford. The death is like kind of secondary to all of the like fun relationships between the like quirky characters in this small town. And you just imagine yourself like, even though it's surrounded by death, which <laughs> look out or, you know, I, I don't mean to make light of like just the world, but that's kind of what this does. It allows you to just be completely disconnected and escape mm-hmm. from things that um, are far more, you know, actually things that are happening yeah, just plausible. say that yeah. things that are happening we, 
So we do have a few calls here, guys. We've got them all lined up Perfect. here. All the lines are. And Bradley, I uh, went and binged Romancing the Stone after our conversation on uh, Wednesday, actually. So I thought I'd tell you that. I love that movie, as you know. So. We did talk about this, and I want to talk about this later. So let's make some time to do that, because I have some thoughts. But let's get to the listeners. Perfect. Right. Who do we have first? We've got Megan. Hi, Megan. Megan, what did you binge over the holiday? Was it a TV show, a movie, a podcast, food, what? I, well, all of the above, but I mostly binge Bridgerton. Okay, can we talk? Because yes. Okay, because um, I haven't started it yet. Bradley, you okay. started it and stopped it. What, what, what's, what's, what, what is, what is it? Well, okay, <laughs> so it's from Shonda Rhimes. Which so I love, I'm here like, for that. Yeah, so it's kind of campy like that. It gets a little crazy at times where you're like, but then it can be slow. Um, so it's like sticking in for the long haul. You do have to pay attention. Um, they talk in accents off their English. They're not like, you know, right. but it can be hard to hear them at times, but, um, you have to stick it out. There is like an uncomfortable, I don't know if you guys have seen any headlines. Apparently there's like a, well, there is a controversial scene where there's an alleged, like this isn't a spoiler because you won't know in context, but there's like a rape scene that they're claiming. Uh-huh. And it's from a woman, like, who's allegedly raping a man. So it's a little different. And I I don't know. It, it, I kind of wanted to, like, stick it out and see what it was all about. And I also binged the rest of Grey's Anatomy. I caught up on that. So I got all my Shonda Rhimes okay. caught up. Um, now, Megan, now think, you're speaking my language. Yes. <laughs> like, still on, still on the horse. I like it. Still Grey's Anatomy. But... I think you'd like Bridgerton. You just got to be kind of in the mood for it. And I needed something else to watch. I heard it's kind of porny Jane Austen. Yes. Okay. That is a very accurate description. <laughs> Megan, thanks for your call. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's yes. talking about this Bridgerton. I was like, get, let I, me know what this is all about. We should make space for that, too, because I definitely have thoughts. But Okay. who? Okay. Well, we'll make space later because we got people. Yeah, we got we peace. Talk. Who do we have next, Grant? We have Gail on the line. Hi, Gail. Gail, what did you binge over the holiday? Hi, Gail. Gail, you there? Uh- Oh, yeah, there's me. I blanked out from it. No, my binge was food. It was Schwann's King Crab Legs and Clubs delivered to our door. Five boxes over, I'd say, under two weeks. It was only two of us. The biggest, coolest thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) Gail, I love it. You just, you had a lot of crabs. She's got the joy for crabs. (laughs) Crabs. Oh, God. (laughs) Juan's guy was looking at me like we had problems. Well, and, he uh, also was looking at you like you had crabs. And you did. <laughs> you had crabs. Gail. Lots of crabs going on here. It was they, numb me. I'd do it again. I love it. Thank Good you so you. much. I love the just pure joy. <laughs> that is of like. Gail's crabtacular experience. Really? I, it makes Crabaganza. Me, makes me want to get crabs myself. Mm-hmm. Who do we have next, Grant? We have Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Nicole, did you get crabs? <laughs> No, no crabs over the holidays. But Lucky. I did binge and discovered Escape to the Chateau on Peacock. Okay, so I need to know what you think because it's another show that's been on my radar. Is tell this like people, a Chateau makeover show? Tell people what it's about yes. and then whether it's worth watching. Obviously it is because you binged it. Anyway, tell us more. Yes. Okay, so it's this couple from England. He's a retired engineer. She's a designer. Very kind of eclectic style. They discover that they can afford a dilapidated chateau in France, 
and they buy it. And this show follows them over like five years as they very slowly make it habitable and then create um, suites so that they can do a weddings and events business. But I love it because it's beautiful. It's outside. It's a, there's a lot of outside photography. It's sunny. There are flowers. They have a beautiful garden. They love each other. They're nice to each other. It's very refreshing. Okay. I, now, this is what I needed in my life. Well, and also, I will tell you, I feel like I'm doing a little bit of a public service announcement here. I discovered that some of the episodes are running kind of in abbreviated format on PBS, and I think the very first episode happens to be on Channel 2 tonight. Oh, my gosh. You're the best. Thank Perfect. you. I will be watching. That is a great recommendation. Thanks for your call. Uh, and who do we have next, Grant? We have uh, Brianna, and she's got something we should watch tonight. It's oh. kind of a fun little tie-in, guys. You might like this. Awesome. Hi, Brianna. What should we watch tonight? So I'd love if you guys could all watch The Hustler. It is a new game show with Craig Ferguson, and I am actually going to be on it, and I am Minnesota born and raised. Oh, Stop fun. It. Okay, what's it called again? It's called The Hustler. It's on ABC, and it's kind of a – cool mystery trivia game show. So it does it. It has the trivia that most game shows do, but the difference is that one of the contestants actually knows all the answers and their goal is to kind of try and lead the other contestants to the right answer. But if they get caught, they don't win any money and the other contestants do. But if for some reason, you know, they don't get caught and they get the entire prize pot and it could be up to $180,000. Okay, so can we ask what's your first name again or your name? Brianna. Yeah. Yep, it's Brianna. Brianna. I think on the show I go by Bree because I think that's that's what my name takes that I'm not positive. I actually, we filmed it a year ago. Oh my gosh. So it's been a while. It's hard for me to even remember it. But yeah, it was last December 2019. So it's been a full year I've been waiting. Okay, so we can watch. So we're going to see you tonight? Yes. Yep. You'll see me and four other contestants. And I'm the blonde with long hair. Um, I'm a teacher. So I do say that a couple times too. So you'll kind of know which one's me. Um, but yeah, and you'll probably hear my Minnesota accent. So. I love this. this I am. Awesome. I just set my DVR. I'm so excited. Um, and I can't wait. Well, thank you for calling. And everybody watch The Hustler tonight on ABC. On ABC. Thank you for thank your call. Have, and, thank you. And, and good best luck. of luck yeah. for this thank thing that you. happened a year ago. <laughs> thank you, Brianna. <laughs> thank you. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, we got to get back to Hilaria Baldwin, but this time with a fun twist with <laughs> China Phillips. What? We'll explain it. Don't worry about it. We'll take you on the journey after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. We will refer to this as Hilaria Part 2 on the Colleen and Bradley show, this time with 100% more China Phillips. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Um, and, you know, I understand that when you hear China Phillips <laughs> alongside Hilaria Baldwin, your first thought might be what? But actually, she is like this, she is at this weird intersection, China Phillips is. Oh, yeah. And we'll get to all Hold of it. On. It's a journey, but what does she? What does she have to do with Hilaria Hold Baldwin? Hold on, no. Oh, I got okay. Wait, sorry. I, I see was what just you did waiting there. for you to play. 
Hold on for one more day. For one more day. <laughs> Things go your way, but not really Will because they? 2020, yeah. but it's gone. Bye. Bye. China Phillips, the other Baldwin wife, bears all on Hilaria Faith and Justin Bieber. So I was like, well, of course, uh, Hilaria's grift has brought out her family of grifters to make headlines out of her headlines, right? Like everybody's jumping into the story. Alec Baldwin. The family that grifts together. Yeah. Grifts together. I don't know. What's how do you finish? I that? mean, I don't know, but they're they're doing it. So um there's a story in page six, and I was like, why is China what? China Phillips? What? What's she trying, What's she to, trying, do? trying to do? <laughs> um and so as you read the story, Colleen, you made this point, but it's true because anyone reading this story is gonna you react. You like that, Grant? I do. <laughs> Everybody is going to react the same way, which is like, wait a minute, China Phillips? Yeah, okay, so China Phillips, the daughter of Michelle Phillips and John Phillips, yes, from the legendary 60s Mamas and the Papas group, Mm -hmm. is the wife of actor Billy Baldwin, who Mm -hmm. is the brother of actor Alec Baldwin, who is the husband of grifter Hilaria Baldwin. Yeah. So on Tuesday... If everybody has their family tree correct... (laughs) Her brother-in-law is married to Hilaria. Yeah. So, um, Billy Baldwin. That's a separate story, but let's stick to China Phillips for right now. So, on Tuesday, she did an interview. We're not trying to get distracted. (laughs) On Tuesday, in an interview about, now get this, her Christian-themed YouTube series, California Preaching. You can see what she did there. Took place on the (laughs) same. Such a winner's day. (laughs) Same Uh, took place on the same day that Hilaria Baldwin appeared on the front page of the Post, of course, and headlines around the world because she'd spent years faking uh, her Spanish identity out in the open and not fooling anyone, but really most of us didn't care. So she comes out, and as she's, you know, um, talking about her new YouTube series, Mm -hmm. she gets this wonderful new opportunity to be in headlines because everybody's suddenly paying attention to a family member. And so then she has to weigh in, right? So like, you know, grift on the grift quote, this is probably an awkward. um, Actually, this is what her husband said. This is probably an awkward, embarrassing time for Alec and Hilaria. Um, And apparently he had been texting and China talks about how her family has been through this before, but what she's really saying is headlines, I think. Okay, good. Because otherwise there's a whole story about the mamas and the papas that yeah. we have not like been Like one told. of them really was po- pretended to be Polish. <laughs> I don't know. No. What she said was, I was born in a fishbowl and this kind of stuff has been happening around me since 1968. But then she goes in, in, into in the post or the page six, which is the post, elaborate. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... 
I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days, so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Rates on, like, all of the crazy stories about China Phillips, because you'll remember China Phillips is the sister of Mackenzie Phillips, mm-hmm who claims that she had like a, a, an affair with her father in a, an incestuous relationship with her own father with her father yeah. and then that turned the family against each other and and like meanwhile china's out here just trying to do her <laughs> christian youtube series because her christian album kind of flopped yeah and so she's been trying to like make another go of it and so she gets to talk about all that stuff so it's like Hilaria Baldwin serves up this golden opportunity for her to get headlines, and then she digs up all of this horrible family drama. I mean, it's bonkers, you guys. I mean, it literally is just, and I think you said this before we went on the air when we were talking about this, like, she is the, how did you put it? Like, the the missing link? Like, she... She's like the fulcrum of like all of the pop culture stories right now. So, just ready? I'm going to run through some stuff. She is... The, as we already said, the sister-in-law, for all intents and purposes, to Hilaria Baldwin. She's also the aunt of Haley Baldwin. Yep. Now Haley Bieber. Yep. So she's connected to Justin Bieber. So she's connected to Justin Bieber. She's also connected to another um, person who's grabbed a lot of headlines, Danny Masterson, because Put a pin she, in that. she is, we will, because she is the stepsister of Bijou Phillips, who's married to Danny Masterson. Yeah, we haven't even gotten to Wilson Phillips. And then there's the Wilsons and the Phillips. I mean, there's just, she is like at, she is where all of these Mama lines intersect. I mean, ham sandwiches. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some D-bags for you. Oh, and look at that. One of them is Danny Masterson. Dun, dun, dun. We're just trying to get through the break <laughs> and we'll tell you what makes him a D-bag after this on My Talk 107.1. Woohoo! Get your bathing suits out, everybody! Um, it's time to sit out in the sun! Woo! No, let's not go that far. It does feel good, though, you know? It is nice. It I is nice. Complain. We're going to enjoy it while we have it. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We've got some celebrities behaving badly, we call them D Bags! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. You should go first, Bradley, because we teased yours. Oh, okay. Um, My D-bag today is none other than Danny Masterson and or and all Scientology. I mean, that's big. Yeah, I mean, not really, though. It's not surprising, but it's this article uh, which comes from a story about Danny Masterson. And the Church of Scientology, which came out at the beginning of this year, which is that, um, remember that civil lawsuit against Danny Masterson involving um, some really gross behavior on the part of Danny Masterson? Like um, sexual assaulty stuff? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. And um, not only that, but the civil lawsuit, which was filed back in 2019 by a number of people, claimed that... uh, the Church of Scientology itself 
in response to these allegations against Danny Masterson, had stalked and intimidated these people after they reported those allegations about Danny Masterson to police. So basically, they lodged this um, these criminal complaints against Danny Masterson, wherein he was then charged with raping three women in separate incidents occurring between 2001 and 2003. The Church of Scientology went into action, according to all sources, mm-hmm. um, uh, to intimidate and you know stalk uh, the people who made these claims, which is something we've actually heard before, right. having been alleged against the Church of Scientology that they will take their, well, not even alleged, but these are the accounts of people we've heard, and in fact, people we know firsthand, mm-hmm. um, that the Church uses its power and influence to intimidate people. So the reason we're talking about this now is because um, in that civil lawsuit, which is separate from the criminal action against Danny Masterson, a superior court judge on Wednesday ruled that um, the people who are suing the church and Danny Masterson in civil litigation have to go through what's called religious arbitration. So they have to go through the church's arbitration process and can't go through civil courts. So they can't pursue these um, allegations of intimidation against the church uh, in civil court. They have to go through this like religious arbitration. So gross. Right. On a thousand levels, this is so gross. Why so? Well, first of all. I mean, I don't know how to draw. I'm, I'm going to try to say this articulately, but I probably need help. Um, they have tax-exempt status. Mm-hmm. Scientology. Scientology does as a religion. Mm-hmm. So they sort of receive that break from the government, but then they don't lean on our actual government processes for crimes. Yep. Instead, they want to litigate that within their own walls. So they want full separation of church and state, essentially. (laughs) Right? I mean, mean, they just want to be able to not have to have an independent third party. Now, they would argue probably that the arbitration process allows that. But this is kind of like you see businesses doing uh, or uh, like when you, you know, sign up for your iPhone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I guarantee there's probably an arbitration clause in there that says, like, if something happens, your phone blows up in your hand, you can't sue uh, Apple in open court. You're going to have to go through arbitration. Right. And often that's a long story that people can Google if they don't already know on their own. But that system is fraught for the individual. And I imagine the very same thing is the case for um, the people suing Danny Masterson and Scientology. Like mm. they they will not have as fair as they I will say they would argue that they will not have as fair treatment in this religious arbitration process. Now, the judge, however, said the reason they have to go through arbitration is because um, they previously had agreed to arbitration. And I guarantee it's like one of those loophole things where they uh, some way signed something somewhere along the journey that, you know, holds them. One to... million year contract. Exactly. So that that's that's why I ruled them my D-bag today, because just, you know, the good news is there is still that criminal case against Danny Masterson. Which, yes. He's so gross. And also, the reason why it was interesting that we just 
talked in the last segment about China Phillips is because, again, she is also connected to that nasty story. But sit with that interesting piece also, because remember, what is China Wil- China Wilson? <laughs> nope, China, China Phillips. Phillips. She, I mean, I think it's the, the, the thing I find interesting is the very um, Hillsong-y Christian uh, Baldwin situation yep. with... Justin Bieber, uh-huh. and then the very Scientology, Scientological piece that is Danny Masterson and his wife, Bijou Phillips, who is her step sister. And then Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin and their world of, you know, their own world, lies. their own world. But what but what is so interesting to me, again, is that like China Phillips sits at the center of all of that. <laughs> She's at the center of the. She's like the, what is it, the axle of the wheel? I mean, it's bizarre. Um, because, oh, I don't know, I can't, I am I, not speaking articulately, but I just find it really interesting that she sits between those two things yep. that we have correlated to each other, Hillsong and the Church of Scientology, mm-hmm. and how they operate. Indeed. Lufta. Mm-mm. You want to know who my D bag is? Who's your D bag? Miley Cyrus. It's kind of a mild D bag because oh no, it's just it's just Miley being Miley. But that um, in and of itself is D bag. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like Miley. It's just like a Miley mild D bag. Mildly D bag. Yeah. Mildly Miley. Exactly. She should actually. That could be her next show. Anyway, so There's she nothing mild about that. Girl. That's how true that is. <laughs> Apparently, she um, disclosed in. A an interview that she has a very interesting way of decorating her home. And that is with sex toys. What? Yeah. Apparently, she said in a recent interview with Sirius XM Radio's Barstool Sports Show, which is like exactly what we think it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she said, I like sex toys. Uh, I buy them for myself, but I end up using them for interior design. Sex what? and interior design go actually very much hand in hand. Do they, though? And that's the thing. This is why she's my mild D-bag. Because I'm like, Miley, you don't have to bend over backwards well. to mm, <laughs> to remind us how sexually open you are. Yeah. I am so happy for you and i want you to feel as free as a bird when it comes to the expression of your sexuality i want to honor that and celebrate that but there is such a thing as being a little too in your face like some things are meant to just if you want to put you know your your stuff uh you know on your walls go ahead and do it um, also, it's just kind of predictable and like the most radical thing she could do at this point is like wear a skirt that goes all the way to her ankles. Right? I know, right? You know That's what I mean? Like, and wear one of those like pioneer head buns. Or like things. a habit. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Grant? Yeah, it's like we don't expect anything else other than right. this from her now. Yeah. So it's like, and like you said, Go ahead, do it. But do you have to, like my dad always said, some things are better left unsaid. Yeah, you know, like, like keep it in the dark. It's do, fine. Yeah, totally cool with you. Do what you gotta yeah. do, but just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Because what? Because in the telling of that, she is trying to get us to think something about her. Right, like she's out there. Yeah, and I'm like, again, honey, we know you're super sexually open. I'm really proud of that for you. But 
It's like whenever somebody says, I'm the kind of person who dot, 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 I'm like, show, don't tell. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> do you, if you have to tell me what kind of person you are, me thinks you're probably not as much that person as you thinks you are. Yeah. So this whole, like, I have sex toys as house decor is well, Exactly. Just... She is not. Yeah, that's nice try. Nice try, Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Thank you. No, thank you. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley, I am very excited because I have happened upon something that you do not have your finger on the pulse of, and that is Bean Dad. Oh, yes. No, I have no idea other than it's like all over and it has something to do with a dad and a can of beans. Yep. And uh, he's my D-bag double down, um, Bean Dad. Stay tuned. If Bean Dad means nothing to you, Stay tuned. I will explain to you who Bean Dad is and why it should make your eyes roll right on out of your head after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Okay, so sometimes there's just a lot of D bag to get to and not enough time in one segment. So we have a little spillover on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have a little D bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, this one is a guy by the name of Bean Dad. That's not his given name. But that is now the name bestowed upon him by the Twitterverse, Bean Dad. Yeah, I don't know this story. I've seen it, and I've been too lazy to go like looking for it. And I saw something where it was like there are like five hundred texts. It is the I'm not reading longest, it. It was like, I'm stupidest not going story. Let me distill it down to its um, what it's really all about. Bean Dad is a guy by the name of John Roderick, uh, and that's his Twitter handle. John Roderick. He also, by the way, co-hosts a podcast with Ken Jennings, one of the former all-time oh, winningest champions of yeah. Jeopardy. Any whoosie whatsy. Uh, he is also a musician, etc. Well, he has a nine-year-old daughter. And he uh, very self-righteously told the story on the Twitter about an incident that occurred with his nine-year-old daughter. She was hungry and he was busy. He was doing a jigsaw puzzle. So he said to his nine-year-old daughter, why don't you make some baked beans? And she said, how? And um, because she's a kid, she actually wanted him to do it. And he said, well, open the can and put it in a pot. So she brought she, she brought her dad the can and said, open it how? And what follows is a six-hour standoff between a father and a daughter where he is urging her to learn without just telling her how to use the can opener, six hours, allegedly, of her trying to figure out the mechanism of a can opener and how then to use it on a can. And how do we know this? Because he tweeted it painstakingly over the course of, I don't even know how many tweets. Wow, so he shared this himself. Oh, he sure enough did. And um, it is the most ridiculous story. And as like a parent, I'm like, you sound like a raging. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, to say the least. I understand urging your child to learn how to do something on their own. 
Okay, that is important. It's important to teach your kids how to be resourceful, how to be problem solvers. But having a six-hour standoff with them and telling them to figure out how to use the can opener is a little drastic. I feel like that's going to be lost on a nine-year-old. And the only thing that's going to happen is the nine-year-old is going to melt down and probably be scarred for life. And all because... Of a can of beans. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All because he was too busy doing a jigsaw puzzle. Anyway, Twitter understandably dragged him like he deserved. Um, For example, just open the can and give your child beans, you psycho, said one tweeter. Yeah, that's pretty much a normal response. It is. There's another another dad. And so, like, that's the thing is, you know, so I, I saw this trending and I was like, what is this? Who's Bean Dad? Yeah. So of course I Google I looked it up. I didn't Google it. I, you know, searched it on Twitter and I I started to read it and I gradually the rage flames 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 on the side of my face. I, I the a- anger and how proud he was of this whole entire So on the one hand it's that do I actually believe this was a 6 hour experiment or experience no well that's the other thing i was going to say doesn't this all sound too good to be true like everything that happens on the internet yes so to me first of all it's an exaggeration right like six hours i think not because also there's another technique to parenting never make sure a punishment for your child is actually a punishment of you yeah right like and not that he was punishing her but in that moment his commitment to trying to get her to understand the can opener ends up being like a punishment for him because he still has to walk beside yeah, her he, through this he entire He wasted experience. six hours of six his hours. life for I mean, a can of beans. What? But then to think about how long it took him to then retell this story this proudly is not, on Twitter. It's not like Anne Sullivan like teaching Helen Keller right. how to spell water. Right. Right? Like there are things that are worth the time and the trouble. A can, a can of beans opener is not, ain't one. Yeah. By the time that child is a lot like a, a, an adult, they're not going to be using can openers anyway. Oh, it's so ridiculous. This, so this, this is the, this is the, some guy named Brooklyn Dad Defiant. That's his Twitter handle. Um, he said, You're a bleep, dude. From one dad to another, this story is nothing to be proud of. You taught your daughter how little you care about her needs and only your need to show how much smarter you are than she is. Feed her, then teach, then delete your account. And that very much sums up how I feel. Like, he spent, who cares how long, he spent a, a portion of time humiliating his daughter 
in a moment for his own gratification and then took it to Twitter and told everybody about it. Also, did I not see? I feel like I saw that um, he ended up like, like just the Internet is always doing this. It's like a like a a self-healing amoeba or whatever the, the phrase is like. Didn't people uncover a bunch of like crappy, like racist slash anti-Semitic texts or like problematic mm-hmm. texts at the very least? Because it's Twitter. Yeah. Um. Because we live in the year 2021. Um. The problem with being a momentary sensation is that it will call to question all of the rest of your stuff. Yeah. So, yes, some old tweets of, of John Roderick's have been brought to light and um, they are problematic uh, at a minimum. Yeah. So he has now, by the way, as of 2.40 today, he's deleted or deactivated his entire Twitter account. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. So again, like, you, you're being cute by telling this lengthy story that you think makes you look like what? Like an attentive father who teaches your child to problem solve? But that whole story in and of itself becomes problematic and then because twitter is twitter it grabs onto it and then digs into your past and finds out that you're really not as neat as you think you are i would also like to give props to our good friend panda on twitter because she saved all the screenshots of his tweets Bless and tweeted them so that your I can amazing heart catch up in the break Oh, I'm so glad. Which I really don't want to Panda, do. Panda, thank you so much. I saw one tweet of his that was problematic, and I was like, okay, this dude is not worth anybody's time. Yeah. Bye. He's, he's not a huge, he's not a huge winner. Um, again, and that and then I feel bad. I honestly do feel bad for somebody like Ken Jennings. Okay, so just like sit with this for a hot second. Ken Jennings is going to be one of the people who fills in the slot of um of Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. We don't have a final word on who the actual person taking over that mantle will be. But in the interim, Ken Jennings is having his moment as a host of Jeopardy in a in a in a couple weeks. He's now inextric- inextricably yeah. linked yeah. to this John Roderick character who he does a in, podcast man. with. Yes, and like I would I would be calling that guy up and being like you're an anchor. And I am now going to be I am now disconnecting Titanic. myself yeah. from you because it just you realize how the company you keep can be affected, especially on Twitter, where nothing is safe. See Hilaria Baldwin. I'm just saying. Yeah. Twitter is there for it. Twitter is there. Twitter. To pull things Instagram. apart. By the way, 23 tweets. He told this story in 23 tweets. Yeah. In the most. Absolutely ridiculous, disgusting condescending. And at the same time, there is an evil genius um, part of it because he did, he was able to sort of like, like everybody yesterday was talking about this or the day before, whenever this was. Yeah. It was like, you know, I mean, everyone had an opinion and it's that kind of stuff, which it's like candy. You know, you just start shoving it in your mouth and like five minutes later, you're like, oh, I don't feel so good. Right. But in the moment you're like, yeah, I'm going to scroll through this tragedy and drama. It's the same thing I was telling you about the like gays in Puerto Vallarta story, which again, Google on, uh, on, on the Google because Google it. it's somebody else's like drama that you can just grab the popcorn and sidle yeah. up to. Well, you know, better than it happening in my backyard. Right. Exactly. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, 
Are you doing a New Year's resolution? What is it? Tell us what it is. 651-641-1071. After this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.